You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Icac here for MMAfighting.com. As you can see, my best friend AK is here as well. And we will check in with him for a minute. And for a little while now, several weeks as a matter of fact, we have been wondering what is going on with this whole thing regarding the UFC, betting on fights. What is going on with this whole thing? Because we have seen shifty betting lines. We've seen fighters saying things in post-fight interviews that caused us to pause. Dana White has been asked about it. We've also seen provinces in Canada banning gambling on UFC fights. We've seen two in two days being confirmed, Ontario and Alberta. We've seen New Jersey halt gambling action on fights involving James Krause or his fighters. But we've been wondering what's going on because nobody's really talking. Well, a little while ago, that changed because the UFC began to speak. Hunter Campbell informed fighters and managers of some things. And on top of that, the UFC released a public statement regarding the matter, which initially stemmed from the November 5th fight between Derek Minner and Shyla Nerdenbecka in Las Vegas, where betting lines shifted astronomically in Nerdenbecka's favor heading into the fight before Minner was stopped in 70 seconds. Clearly, there was an injury going on there. And we have just been sort of out of the loop ever since, wondering what the hell's going on. What is the UFC going to say with all of this? Well, here's what the UFC had to say. I'm going to pull this up and read it. Following the fight involving Derek Minner on November 5th, 2022, UFC was informed by sources that suspicious betting patterns had been observed on the fight. In the weeks following the fight, UFC has been cooperating with multiple ongoing government investigations into the facts and circumstances surrounding that contest. On November 18th, the Nevada State Athletic Commission informed UFC and Minner's coach James Krause that Krause's license was suspended and would remain so while the Nevada Athletic Commission conducted an investigation into the matter. UFC has since advised Krause and the respective managers working with impacted fighters that effective immediately, fighters who choose to continue to be coached by Kraus 
or continue to train in his gym will not be permitted to participate in UFC events pending the outcome of the aforementioned government investigations. Further, UFC has released Derek Minner from the organization. Along with the safety and health of its fighters, the UFC believes there is no more important component of professional mixed martial arts than the integrity of the sport. Weeks prior to the Minner fight, the organization sent formal notification to all fighters and members of their teams that they and certain other defined quote-unquote insiders were prohibited from wagering on UFC events. This was an extension of the UFC's pre-existing and since updated fighter code of conduct, as well as a recognition of various state, federal, and international laws and regulations expressly prohibiting conduct that threatens the integrity of the sport, including, but not limited to, insider betting betting based on non-public information, fight fixing, and other such misconduct. UFC will continue to take all necessary and appropriate steps to ensure compliance with and enforcement of its policies and those of the jurisdictions in which it operates. Wow. AK, we got something here. We kind of had a feeling we had something here. The story has become massive, and I have a feeling we're just cutting into the – Jed made a steak reference on the previous show. We're just cutting into the steak of the matter, it appears. AK, my best friend, what is your reaction to this? I mean, we're waiting for this, some sort of shoe to drop with all this. Nobody has been saying a word about it for weeks. The UFC, a day before a big event in Orlando, Florida, this was the time for them to do so. What was your reaction to this? Uh, I don't want to dwell on this part too much. Can I just say that you and the rest of the MMA media are somewhat vindicated, you know, for some of the criticism, but like, oh, why weren't you guys digging into this? And you addressed it many times in Heck of a Morning. Like, you've reached out, you've dug in, people are silent. I think we can pretty clearly see why it looks like the UFC and and, and anyone investigating this is moving pretty quickly on it and we're ready to make their own action. Um, and the people upon um, who are being affected by the action, obviously, were probably aware that uh, the gears were in motion as well. So, Obviously, no one, you know, from Krause's team was going to say anything. Why? Why would they talk to the media while, you know, um, thinking that this might happen and, and anyone associate with them? So, uh, you know, I, 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 guys, I understand. I understand that people wanted like the facts right away. People wanted like, why isn't the media? Why? Why can't they get in on this story? And it's like, listen, sometimes we do what we can, and we can't get in there. And then when something like this comes out so quickly uh, amid this controversy. Well, now you know why. Now you know why the uh, the official word was was ready to come out anytime. So I don't know. Maybe if we if we gone all in, we could have gotten it like a couple of days earlier. It wouldn't have really mattered. The story is out there now. It is official. It's official from the UFC from Campbell. Uh, I am just blown away. I I never I try not to swear publicly. Uh, I think people know this. And my reaction when I saw Ariel uh, was one of the first people to tweet this out. Uh, was just uh, so was to, sorry to tweet out about the James Cross fighters. Uh, being banned from UFC events, I was just oh shit! I've never seen anything like this before. I don't think anyone, any of us have. Uh, we knew this had the potential to be really bad. It was announced uh, just a few, you know, it was announced a few weeks ago. It was official that uh, the Derek Minner fight was being investigated. Of course, it was just it had become so public, such an obvious uh, case that had to be looked into. Uh, we knew that James Krause was essentially persona non grata in the UFC. Uh, who was who was the fighter that he wasn't allowed to? Uh, Miles Johns, Miles Johns, who Miles just Johns. joined the Glory team, had said. I think he had said in case like that that uh, James Cross had been suspended. We later learned like not necessarily that he'd been suspended, 
but obviously being under investigation had kind of been asked not to uh, show up to events. And now it is official. Now it has gone all the way to a ban. James Cross, obviously not welcome. None of his fighters welcome. It's so crazy. We have one of his fighters, Marcelo Rojo, who is fighting uh, tomorrow on the Orlando card. And uh, Aaron Bronster has uh, is reporting that Rojo will be allowed to compete, which I think is only fair. And then down the road, we have Brandon Moreno, uh, who, of course, is uh, we know it is uh, has attributed a lot of his success, uh, winning the interim title to working with James Krause. And he fights uh, Brandon Moreno, uh, excuse me, Jason Figueroa for a fourth time. That's coming up. Uh, it's not in the country. But again, for anyone who didn't like see the sort of the fine print there, uh, not only is Krause's license taken away in Nevada, but UFC fighters are, sorry, excuse me, fighters in general who are associated with with Krauss, who are coached by Krauss, are banned from UFC events. So uh, I'm not sure how this is going to affect Krauss fighters who are associated with other promotions. This this is this is not over. We we saw we saw the dominoes starting to fall with uh, uh, Ontario, where I live, the, the, them banning the gambling. We just saw Alberta as well today, uh, banning gambling on UFC. So you got the sense that there's this one fight, this Miner uh, Nerdambique incident, and James Cross's uh, well-documented history of sort of providing gambling tips on on MMA fights. You felt the ripples were coming, and now this is a, a huge, huge splash right here, and uh, it's not over, guys. It's not over. There's there's more to come. Yeah, and and you, I don't think the timing. I'm really surprised of because once the news about Alberta sort of yeah. jumping on board with Ontario came to be, I mean, it, at that point you were you were in a position where it was a snowball that was rolling down a hill and it was just getting bigger and bigger. And we've reached out to other provinces and their, their governments as well to try to get some answers on whether or not they're going to follow suit. And it wouldn't surprise me if they did. And if they all do that, what does that mean going down South? Does that mean North America to do the same? And the UFC is not dumb. They're not dumb. Like they have a lot of money coming in. From one of their major sponsors, it is DraftKings. If you watch a UFC event, DraftKings is shown, logo, mentioned a million times throughout the broadcast. This is obviously a very profitable relationship. So if anything were to happen, gambling on the UFC was not just a Canadian thing, not just a New Jersey thing, but it just became like a nationwide thing. This should be horrible for the UFC, and they know this. So I don't think the timing of this was really all that surprising. I think they had to say something at, the, at this point. But them going as far at this point of saying, like you said, the banning of the actual fighters, saying if you continue to be coached by this guy or you continue to train at Glory MMA, you ain't fighting for us. You mentioned Brandon Moreno. That's the big one. And again, we don't know what's going on because like before, no one's really talking right now. Jeff Molina has a fight lined up with, I believe he's fighting Jimmy Flick. David Onama, I believe, has a fight coming up. Tim Elliott's part of that gym. And there's many others who are a part of that gym right now, who probably have fights coming up. So are you, are you surprised that the UFC has gone this far? I don't think this is a massive stretch right now, at least while this investigation is ongoing, because who knows? Maybe, maybe it turns out Krause didn't do anything wrong. We don't know this. We don't know this. This is, we're just, this looks bad, right? But are you surprised that it has gone this far? I'm not surprised, and this is the kind of reaction like we've wanted the UFC to have, uh, like when other incidents come up. You know, we we've talked a lot about uh, fighters who violate sort of the code of conduct, and and then always going like, why hasn't the UFC like suspended this person or cut this person or or taken some sort of action or make a statement? So uh, while this doesn't absolve them of sort of past uh, inactivity, you know, as far as enforcing the code of conduct, 
it's 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 a it's a step in the right direction. Now it's a step that they're more than willing to take because of how much money is involved. I mean, that's there. There's a lot of people to answer to when this kind of scandal uh, comes along. Like I said, they have sponsors, they have executives, they have shareholders. This is a huge, huge. This is a big deal. This is a this is a government investigation that is going to be uh, taking place involving uh, Derek Minner and James Krause and, and and so on and so forth. So uh, it could get really bad. And if you if the UFC, you you really want to get ahead of this. So as far as their you know, when they're sort of assessing risk and assessing whether they should make a statement about a certain case, like a fighter misbehaving, you know, getting involved, uh, you know, breaking a law, getting involved in some some public um, incident, some some negative public incident, they do a risk assessment. Like, should we even comment on this or should we wait for it to just kind of go away, uh, kind of brush under the rug? And they've brushed under the rug uh, a lot of scandals. I mean, a lot of scandals involving some, some of their fighters. Um, Conor McGregor stuff. Conor McGregor has, I, I don't recall if he was ever formally suspended, but like he's had all kinds of trouble with the law and the UFC's just kind of taken it as a, well, you know, that's that's his business. Let, let him handle it. But when something like this has become, it's again, we talked about the ripples just becoming so widespread so quickly. Everyone's talking about it. And again, most importantly, there's so much money involved. The UFC had to say something. They have to let me, they have to wash their hands as it were. Of, uh, of, of, a, of a coach who I'm sure they would like to describe as like a rogue element. You know, it's like, oh, we didn't know. Uh, uh, our own Gui, he just retweeted a Dana White uh, press conference. Uh, so when he was talking with the men in Nuremberg about, and at the time Dana White was just like, oh, there's there's no proof that anybody that was involved in the, the fight camp and with the, the potential knowledge of the injury was involved in it. Well, that seems a little naive now in retrospect. So um, yeah, they, 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 they really have to have to course correct here. And they really have to be aggressive with with cracking down on this. It's it's a PR thing, and again, um, there's people that they have to answer to behind the scenes who are like, "You got to shut all this talk down now." Think of it, Mike, like when um, the UFC had the day with Tim Donaghy. You remember when Tim Donaghy was involved in in the in the betting, and it's very quickly kind of opened up this like, "Oh my gosh, people picking out all these games." Like oh, this game was was ref by Donaghy, and and uh, NBA officiating is is still questionable to begin with. Who are like, oh, "How many other games were affected?" And by the end of the investigation, it was like. Uh, you know, David Stern at the time had had said, "Oh, well, it was a rogue element. It was just it's just this one guy. It's just this one guy, and uh, and he's out of here. Back to, back to business. The U, the NBA is saved. So the UFC had, had kind of has to do the same thing here and say, oh, it's just James Krause. It's, it's only James Krause and 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 some of his associates uh, that are potentially involved in this sort of thing. Um, and they hope that if that's you know if they cut ties, then they can move on with this at some point. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how much more uh, we find out because these Ontario, the Ontario and Alberta commissions seem pretty confident um, that there might be more to this than uh, than than we we even initially know. Yeah, the Moreto thing is probably the most interesting because as of right now, and it's not like a hundred percent official. At least Dana White says that they're still working on the card. Him and Figgy Four is the main event, so we don't even know how this affects the fight in general. Like, will Moreno just be like, "Oh man, like this is such a hindrance." I have to push this thing back. Like, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I'm sure every coach on earth would be like, oh, Brandon Moreno, come to the gym. Like, we'll have you. He's a delight. Who wouldn't want Brandon Moreno over there? But a lot of people, like, I'm just, I'm looking at some of the comments right now. Um, like, one in particular, this is what I've, I've gotten a lot and, and have seen a lot is, why cut Derek Minner but not cut TJ Dillashaw? Because Derek maybe didn't disclose an injury. TJ obviously didn't disclose his shoulder injury. The difference here is you kind of saw it in the fight, but the betting odds for the Sterling Dillashaw fight, if an hour before that title fight at UFC 280 went down 
and we were doing the watch party and we were watching the odds. We're all over because freaking GC's there and he's all over the stuff anyways. If all of a sudden the swing, Aljamain Sterling went from like a minus 170 favorite to like a minus 340 favorite in a span of an hour, we would right then know that something was up. And that's what happened here. I mean, it was just, it wasn't just the money line on the Minner and Becca fight. It was first round finish, first round finish, under one and a half or whatever it was. It was everything favoring Nerd and Becca or the fight to be stopped early. And that's why the line swung as much as they did. And you don't swing that much unless you're putting big dollars down, like lots and lots of zeros. So these weren't like $10 bets coming in. These are big ass bets coming in. So there's the difference there. It didn't affect any, I mean, there's obviously some betting outcomes and maybe some sports books were like, eh, this kind of looks weird. But the lines didn't swing in such a, a weird way like this one did. And that's the problem. Because when, when you're dealing with people's money and betting on fights and you see lines swing so significantly in such a short amount of time, that immediately screams red flag. That's why everybody reacted to the way that they did. And that's why this has become a story. Because if those, if those betting lines didn't change as quickly as they did, AK, we might even be having a discussion right now, right? Yeah, this is this is the first thing we learned as a kid, Mike. If uh, it's only cheating if you get caught, right? So, the the fact that the line moves so dramatically, someone messed up, someone slipped up, someone talked too much. Uh, whoever it is that had this information, whether they meant to or not, they it got out there, uh, and it just could not be ignored. Especially such a nondescript fight, a fight that like why would why would so much of the general public have interest in this undercard bout uh, featuring two guys who are just like middle barely middle of the pack uh, uh featherweight fighters so it it, it, it you're right it's it's absolutely the amount I, I should give Newton Bick a little more respect than that he's he's doing quite well but um it's it's totally the attention that was brought to it um because yes we didn't know Dillashaw knew about it and and I'll tell you something if, if there was any insider betting going on there at least they kept it on the down low because the line did not move significantly um, and that kind of stuff is important. So a lot of a lot of people are going to be unhappy with whoever it is uh, in Krause's camp or whoever it is that knew about that injury um, that may have may have spoiled this whole game for everyone. Because uh, I'm not a cynical person. I'm not a presumptuous person. I don't want to say that uh, this kind of chicanery is widespread in MMA, but it would also be insanely naive to suggest that it never happens. Especially we're always going on about fighter pay. Um, you know, I was talking earlier about the UFC's risk assessment. I assure you that a fighter, if they were hypothetically were planning to, were, were even thinking of uh, engaging in this kind of insider betting, they're thinking, well, how much do I get paid to be an undercar, a prelim UFC fighter? How much could I potentially make by betting on this fight? By, by you know, letting or or letting people know I, I might be compromised or or someone I know might be compromised. So, it's it's such a tangled web. Uh, Mike, I want to read one comment from Sean Sullivan who says, I guess injuries gonna have to start being disclosed. And that would be a hell of a thing for the, for the UFC to do because why did the NFL, you know, why is the NFL's injury report so famous and so like, you know, so paid, highly paid attention to you? Why did they even start doing it um, whenever, whatever, early 2000s or maybe before that? Why did they start releasing the injury list? For gambling purposes. It's not for fan. Yeah, there's some element of fans to be like, oh, okay, I, oh, this guy's not playing. I'm just good to know. No, guys, it's for gambling. The, the NFL injury list exists so that people can, you know, set the lines properly, how they want to wager. This is... The UFC, if they want to be credible, might have to start doing the same thing because 
this has just been a, a shrug and look the other way thing for so long, even before the TG Dillashaw incident. Because every fighter after they win says, man, I can't believe I went into this with with uh, with no no cartilage in my knees or something. And it's like, what the hell's going on? How, how is this getting past medicals? So, uh, I mean, am I saying the UFC is definitely going to start doing something and having an injury report? I would doubt it, but it certainly seems like a possibility now um, after this kind of incident. Yeah, I, I would say that the like the testing and all that, like get, getting all your medicals done might be a little more in depth now and might cost the company a little more money, but I think it's worth it at this point to spend it. I mean, you're making so much of it. And another problem with this, and I, listen, I don't want to turn this into a fighter pay thing, but it's part of the conversation, not like necessarily with the betting thing, but for the injury disclosure, because if you think about it, if you haven't fought in like 18 months and you haven't made any money and you have a fight booked and you, you're hurt, but you haven't made any money. Like you, you're going to find your way to get your ass into that octagon, no matter what. And that's tough, man. It's just tough. And this is not a fighter pay issue, but you have to put yourself in the fighter's shoes. Like they're not going to, if, if they need this money, they're going to do everything in their power to not disclose this. They're going to hide it. They're going to put on a poker face. They're going to do the best that they can who, who deals with all of this stuff. And, it's just, this is a crazy time. And I think, I mean, I think every organization is probably going to come out and have something to say about this. I know next time Scott Coker speaks, he's going to have to deal with it. I know the PFL had some, some gambling stuff that they had to deal with. Remember the whole challenger series thing wasn't live, but they were still putting out betting odds. So people found out about it. That took a while. took a lot of those lines off and PFL is, I guess, okay now, but you never know. Like what if somebody was there and, was like, oh, I already know who won all these fights and just made a bunch of money. It's like it's like playing the lottery the day after it happened. It's it's right there and you know it. So it's just very it's just very strange. And I think the UFC did the right thing with the timing here. I think they had to say something. They had no choice. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now this is not a permanent ban. They're just saying right now this is all pending the outcome of the investigation. So Either way, if Krause is not found to be guilty of all of this, then I think they're good to go. And even the dog, even the dog is mad about what's happening right now. But quiet, Shiloh. I know, I know. It's a wild story. Brandon it's Moreno, upsetting. We it's don't upsetting. even know. It is. It is. So I, I don't want to spend an hour doing this, but this is the information we have right now. Right now, Ontario, Alberta, they are out of the UFC betting Maybe this is what they need. Maybe this is what they need. They want to see responsibility from the promotion that we could do this on the up and up. And by putting this statement out and trying to make these moves, perhaps that'll show them something. And maybe they'll come right back. Who knows? Or maybe this is just the beginning of a comeback. But final thoughts on all of this, AK, because I have a feeling knowing MMA and knowing this media space, probably another hour we're going to have another update. But <laughs> what's your, what are your thoughts as of right now? Your final words on this. I mean, first of all, I've always said don't gamble. That's uh, let's let's be honest. We just if we all just avoided this uh, this heinous activity, I mean, we wouldn't even be in this mess in the first place. But um, no, but seriously, it's it's there. It is a ridiculously lucrative industry. Uh, I don't think I'm uh, blowing any minds by saying that the amount of money that goes through gambling in the United States is is absurd. Uh, there's a reason that you that uh, Canada was 
so excited to uh, get online betting implemented to get a lot of have a lot of those restrictions raised uh, in Ontario. It was just this past April when when it finally became a sort of an online betting free for all. Uh, obviously, that's not the case with the UFC now. We still bet on other sports, but I think um, UFC was a was certainly a significant part of that. So um, again, we've just never seen. A, fight, uh, a coach, excuse me, getting this kind of hot water, uh, especially one is such a prominent coach, so respected, so respected. Mike, you and I are always talking about um, calling James Krause uh, as the cheat code. You know, we're, we 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 would we would joke that man, if I knew Krause in the corner, that's the guy I'm probably picking on fight night. Um, but we didn't know that uh, the the name cheat code could have other implications. So again, it's all it's it, like I said, he's just under investigation. We don't know. It, uh, uh, people are asking about Derek Minner, like could it have been someone else, like in Derek Minner's camp that you know that leaked info and yeah that's entirely what we're saying is it, it might it not be, be. James Krause. It, it might not be. be like it might be unjust for Derek Miller to be released uh this is just something the UFC has to do with the information they have now this is what's in their power they can cut Derek Miller he's he's a, he's coming off a lawsuit so they can cut him um James Krause again is is the most prominent name sort of tied to this right now well okay well we know we have a bunch of fighters of his on the roster what a statement it makes if we ban him and we ban some of these fighters um and we get one of our UFC champions one of our very well-liked UFC champions, Brandon Reno, not just like banning him, but at least getting him away from James Krause. Because this is, make no mistake, that statement today was an ultimatum. It's not saying like, it's not saying like, oh, everyone, everyone is just, is uh, who's associated with James Krause ever is gone. They're saying, going forward, if you are coached by James Krause, you will not be allowed to participate at a UFC event. So make of that what you will. Uh, you make, you know, go, they're saying you, you, can, you can break ties with this man and then you will be more than welcome to participate at a UFC event. Um, but at the moment, again, he's again, guys like Brandon Moreno, Jeff Molina, some really, really, really good fighters in the UFC. Uh, so it's a, it's a strong statement. I'm kind of impressed by the UFC, even though I know this is, this is kind of something they had to do to, to save their tails, given how this is, uh, how the story is spreading and the effect it's having again on, on regions, uh, on uh, situations even beyond the UFC. So uh, I, my, my mind is just still blown. Yeah. And I assume, and I don't like to assume much because you know why, but I assume most of his fighters are not aware of this if, if, if he is a part of this. And again, we don't know if he is or not. There is an investigation ongoing. We can assume, we can perception, look at it in a certain way. We can have our opinions. You could have your opinions, but we don't know for sure. But either way, you got to feel for the fighters. You got to feel for the fighters involved, especially the ones like Moreno, like... Jeff Molina, other guys who have fights booked right now, especially in the next month or so. Holy cow, man. Holy cow. You got Now they have to change everything, change everything around, figure it all out. But, I mean, again, we don't know. You can call BS all you want, one eye, two head, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We can perceive. It looks bad. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to deny it doesn't look bad, but we don't know. We don't know. And for all the people, again, I'll say this one more time. We're like, oh, the MMA media didn't cover this. When no one speaks, you can't cover it. You can't do anything about it. And no one was speaking. Today, people are speaking. So there you go. Now they're speaking. We have some answers. What we do with it, we'll see what comes from here. But I have a feeling this is going to get worse before it gets better. So that's it. What a day it has been. UFC Orlando tomorrow. And if any more comes from the story, we will have you covered right here on MMAfighting.com. Thank you for watching. This is what we got right now. Thank you very much. Have a good rest of the night. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.